The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. You know, it's becoming glaringly obvious that the problem in Canada is not COVID. The real problem, let's be honest here, okay? The real problem is an antiquated, terribly administered healthcare system that was collapsing long before this pandemic hit. Am I right? I think so. Stories of uh, hallway treatment, dozens of backed up ambulances at emergency wards, 14 hour emergency ward delays, wait times, year long delays for hip and knee replacements. Hey, those stories have been around for years. Now, when I say healthcare system, I mean the whole shebang, the whole thing, including long-term care and home care. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves, okay? Most of us in this province have known for a long time that you're lucky in long-term care to get one bath a week. Am I not right? Have you not known this? Have, have those stories not been around for years? They sure as hell have. <clears throat> this system was broken, and I mean broken, long before Doug Ford appeared on the scene. I'm not excusing him for anything, but we've got to be honest. These problems, antiquated system, terribly funded, terribly administrated, wait times, all of this long before Doug Ford was anywhere near. And a, a graphic, let me give you a graphic example of the disdain the Wynn government had for treatment of patients. Re remember the situation with senior cabinet minister George Smitherman. You must remember this. He proudly displayed one time or claimed that he was going to wear an adult diaper <laughs> for an entire day. Why? Well, to prove that senior citizens in long-term care only needed one diaper a day. Now, he eventually didn't do it, but can you imagine the callousness to suggest something like that? This is the same George Smitherman, while claiming that seniors, some with dementia, only needed one diaper a day, you could piss in the diaper five or six times a day. That was okay. You could just keep it on. You could poop a couple of times. No, no, no. They only need one a day. That's how callous that government was. At no point did Kathleen Wynne or any member that I am aware of of the Liberal Party, including, by the way, Bob Shirelli, ever, ever criticize George Smitherman for making that statement, that that was good enough. One bath a week, one diaper a day. This is the same George Smitherman while rationing or wanting to ration people in long-term care, government long-term care, mind you, to one diaper a day. This is the same George Smitherman that went off to Korea and signed a $9 billion deal for windmills and solar panels. We had $9 billion for windmills and solar panels, but by God, we were going to ration diapers and baths in long-term care. I'm not making this up. I am not making that up. That happened under the, the Wynn administration.
and and there are many other horror stories. I mean, I, I can remember CFRA 10 years ago. For example, complaining about the fact that you could drive by emergency wards at any one of our hospitals and see sometimes three, four, five, six. One time there was even, according to the Ottawa Citizen, and I have the story, 10 ambulances backed up at an emergency ward. Why? Well, because the rules were, somehow or other, that all paramedics had to remain with the patients until they were booked into the hospital. And if the hospital was jammed, and they were jammed 10, 15, 20 years ago, then, then sometimes these paramedics would have to wait hours. So you would have ambulance after ambulance after ambulance backed up, in each case, two paramedics. And the hospital administrators, honest to God, some of whom are being paid four, five, six hundred thousand dollars a year, couldn't figure out how to figure that, how to, how to fix it. It was only last week that apparently some of the geniuses at the Queensway Carlton Hospital came up with a great idea, an idea that a 10-year-old kid could have come up with in five minutes. But after 20 years, they finally figured out at the Queensway Carlton how to do with this, how to deal with this. Hey, you know what they said? Let us just have one paramedic stay in the hospital, okay, and he, she can handle the ambulances from two or three, or from two or three ambulances. And this, of course, would free up two or three ambulances, which would be four or six paramedics to go back out onto the road and do the job they are supposed to do and want to do. It's taken 20 years for four and five and six hundred thousand dollar a year hospital administrators to come up with that brilliant bloody idea. I can remember 15 years ago, and honest to God, I, I keep a log of it, 15, it was 15, 16 years ago when I was suggesting, listen, the very same thing, except in my case, I said, why don't you have a nurse or two nurses for that matter, but free up the ambulances. They were complaining that the ambulances, well, we didn't have ambulances here, there, they were all booked. Half of them were at the, booked up with the paramedic, I, I've been in the hospital, and I saw six and eight paramedics lined up there waiting for their patient to get administered. So finally, one hospital administrator at the Queensway Carlton has come up with the answer. Take them 20 years to do this. And you wonder why our hospital system is collapsing with that kind of administration? <sighs> Think of it. Billions on windmills, solar panels, but rationing health care. They couldn't figure out a simple little problem like how to get those ambulances back out onto the road. Unbelievable. It's, it, I mean, that's, to me, that's just one situation. And what are we left with? Well, we're left with a situation. We're here in Ottawa. If you check, you'll see that uh, the reports are that our hospitals over our hospitals, there's four major hospitals, Queensway Carlton, Civic, General, Montfort. That's four major hospitals. <clears throat> there's 80 ICU beds in the four hospitals, okay? As of today, there are six people with COVID in ICU. Four hospitals, six patients in ICU. And they're telling us that the hospitals are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed because they were overwhelmed long before COVID. That's the problem. It's an antiquated system. It's, it, it, it's been collapsing for years. What, what we are faced with here, decades of neglect, incompetence, 
I don't see how else you can describe not being able to solve the ambulance problem other than pure incompetence and political ideology coming home to roost. That's what we're dealing with here. You know, we we devastate the <clears throat> excuse me. We devastate the country with lockdowns, isolationism, school closures, the whole the whole thing. You know what we've done. Not because our hospitals can't handle the situation because of COVID. They can't handle a situation because they were jammed long before COVID came along. You know, resource, and I, I'm, I, you notice that I have stayed away from, from saying poorly funded. It could very well be, although I must tell you that if you examine the amount of money that we pay per patient in this country, it's among the highest in the G7. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the quality of health care has been declining badly, as you know, when compared with other industrialized nations. But the amount of money we pay for a patient. So very clearly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we probably do need some more money. I'm not denying that. But I think the problem primarily has just been poor administration. I, I, I reported the last time I was in hospital, which is not that long ago, back in October when I had my hip surgery that um, they, I, it seemed to me that, that where I was, and I was in six different rooms, that th there were plenty of staff there. But what I noticed, and I reported, and I hope I'm being fair, it seemed to me that there were a good number of people wandering around in jobs that really were not critical. On two occasions, I had someone come in with a big log book and asking me questions to find out if I was senile. One question was, do you ever see animals or insects climbing the walls? Honest to God. Now, at this point, you know, hospitals were screaming. They're, they're short-staffed. And I had, I, I must tell you, I had a therapist come in. If she spent five minutes with me, I'll be always going to come back. But I, I have to be, because generally speaking, they, but the nurses and the doctors were first rate, no question. What I'm saying is, is it seemed to me, and I, I, I mentioned this to the administration, seems to be a lot of people walking around here with jobs that are not critical. You know, after they had determined on the first occasion that I was not senile and was not seeing bugs and animals crawling the wall, they did ask me that. It seems to me that maybe the second guy didn't have to ask me the same question. But I just, I pass that on. What I'm saying is, is that, I, I think there has been terrible waste of funds. Uh, I remember a, a, a caller from Brockville. This is many years ago. And we were complaining about wait times and so forth at that time. And a nurse phoned from the Brockville Hospital and said, Lowell, there's one problem. She said, there are too many high heels around here and not enough running shoes. I think you know what that means. And I, I think that she had a very good point. Whatever it is, it's a mess. It's a mess. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, the reason that the United States has essentially stayed open, I, I see a statement this morning from one of our hockey players, one of the senators says, there seems to be two different hockey leagues here, one playing in front of full audiences and then the other one not playing at all. You know, I mean, how many games have been canceled with the senators now? And we're only allowed 1,000 people in. The United States, you know, I, I watched several of the uh, NFL hockey or football games yesterday, I mean, like 100, 150,000 people in the stands, none of them with masks. Why is this? 
Why is this? Do you ever stop and ask yourself? The reason very clearly is this. The United States healthcare system, with some exceptions, is able to handle even the tremendous influx of COVID patients. They're not overwhelmed. They can handle it. Here in Canada, we're, we're locked down, etc. Not not because this helps. It, it, it's because we can't. Our hospitals. It's all because our hospitals can't handle even a slight bump. Six people in an ICU in Ottawa, and it's a panic. We've got, I don't know, what, 250 people, maybe 400 people in ICUs in all of Ontario. And they're screaming that they're overwhelmed. But wait a minute, there's 15 million people in Ontario. There's 186 different hospitals. We've got 400 people in ICU and 180, I mean, and this is overwhelming. The only reason it's overwhelming is because it was overwhelmed before COVID. So the United States essentially is open because their healthcare system can handle it. Ours can't. Uh, if you have a different interpretation, I'd sure like to hear it. And I mentioned political ideology as part of the problem. And it's a fact, with rare exceptions, our entire hospital system in all of Canada is owned and run and administrated by the government. Hospital system with rare exception, hospitals, because there's plenty of private clinics, hospitals are essentially a government monopoly. And we all know or should know by now that governments can't run anything. I, I've mentioned this many times. Can you imagine the chaos if governments ran all of our grocery stores? We'd all be starving. It... it, it I know that there's still some opposition out there of private health care. You know, other than rich people would be able to buy service. Yeah, but wait a minute. Rich people today can go out and spend $120,000 on a new Tesla car, which the government, us taxpayers, will help to pay for. But they can't buy a life-saving operation? I can go. I, I can make a decision. I can say, you know what? Rather than buying the Tesla for 120, I'll go out and buy a secondhand smart car for two thousand dollars because I want to spend. I want to get a life-saving operation for my cancer. But the government said you can't do that. I can go out and, and buy a much much better. How I can buy a two million, three million, five million dollar home? Nobody else can afford. But I I, I can't buy a hip replacement. To get out to, to to alleviate the pain, I have I have a good buddy, and I've mentioned this before. This guy's been trying to get his hip repaired repaired now for over two years. He's in terrible pain. He soon won't be able to walk, won't be able to get around at all. What a tragedy! This guy has all kinds of money. He can't even in Quebec. He can't he can't even buy a hip surgery. I mean, this makes no sense. Why why for example? Can I go to a private clinic, get an x-ray, but I can't get an MRI in the private clinic? Remove that, you know, and, uh, hip replacement, knee replacement. There should be private clinics to take these away from the hospital loads, just as part of the administration. We've got to start a debate that's honest here. And in, in talking about political ideology, what else would you call the decision? And I know I've dealt with this before. But this was pure political ideology, not to build a civic hospital where it should be, still linked 
to the Heart Institute right across the road. And not only not only the fact that it's about a mile away and in a terrible location, but it's delayed construction for at least two, probably three, maybe four years, increased the cost by hundreds of millions of dollars for a political decision, a pure political ideology. We need that new civic desperately, desperately, desperately. Well, we'll have to wait because one or two politicians decided we can't give it the big John Baird gave them that land. We can't add that. I'm, I'm just throwing this out for if you want to find out what's wrong. The wrong has been around a hell of a long time. Years of neglect, incompetence, political interference, terrible administration and ideology have brought our entire healthcare system to its knees. Uh, and what what's the major concern today of governments at every level, including municipal? Is it health care? When was the last time you heard uh, Jim Watson talk about the need to improve health care? Never. When was the last time you heard uh, Pierre Trudeau talk? Well, he, you know, he, he's saying everybody should be <clears throat> vaccinated. Okay. But have you ever heard him say, listen, we, we better address this entire healthcare system. We, we better get at this. We, we need a, a, a national debate here. We need a plan. When even Doug Ford, have you ever heard Doug Ford's listen? We, you know, this is not a COVID problem. This is a healthcare problem that exists at every level. Home care, long-term care, hospital care, clinic care. It's, it's a problem we've got to deal. Have you ever heard any politics? No, no, they're all afraid. But that's the problem. It's not COVID. It's a, it's a system that, that was collapsing long before Doug Ford or, or the pandemic ever came along. And, you know, there's a big story in the Ottawa Citizen today, and uh, we've seen others, or maybe it's the sun, about um, food banks and how it's getting more and more difficult to get, to get food delivered and, and donated to the food banks. The cost of, uh, of food is skyrocketing, as we all know. And what's, what's the concern from, from the federal government? It's not about health care. It's not about cost of food. It's not about declining food banks. It's about lowering CO2 emissions. On April 1st, I mean, one of the major causes for the increased cost of food and everything else these days is the carbon tax. On April 1st of this year, Carbon tax will go up another 11 cents a liter for gasoline, which means that everything else will go up. You people out there having difficulty putting food on your table, you're going to have a hell of a lot more after April 1st. I mean, our, our hospitals are crying out for modernization, for reclamation, for anything. But the national debate is about global warming. As the country staggers under the worst coal waves we've ever seen. Does any of this make any sense to you? John, I've got to put out, I'll tell you what makes sense to me. Saving money, dealing with good people, shopping local at Shields. Whether it's mattresses, furniture, appliances, electronics, or steaks. <laughs> or hamburger, or sausage, you cannot beat Shields up there in Pakenham. Good good folks, and, uh, you know, more and more, I'm, I'm getting more and more reports about great service 
and saving money. Check their website. That's a great website. This is probably one of the best websites, easiest to understand. If Lowell Green can understand this website, you can. Believe me. When it, when it comes to technology, I've got the brains of about a four-year-old. Well, maybe a three-year-old. But I can figure this one out. Shields.ca. John, any response to any of this? Oh, just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Sit back. I'm going to read you a book, a very, very long book. We've got a lot of comments. All right. We begin Good. with Ray on Facebook. It's about time. We need this yep. national debate. Go we ahead, do. please. We do. Uh, Ray says, and you can't get a family doctor because they have a quota. Kim says, why do overpaid athletes have priority for medical services? Oh, come on. Get, get, let, let's, let, let's deal with the real problem, okay? Let's not deal with these little fringe issues, okay? Go ahead. Uh, Angela says, anything run by any level of government is a disaster. People should be limited to working in the government for no more than 10 years and then enter the private sector to see how things are done more efficiently. It's true. You know, I mean, it, it's amazing. Can you imagine a government monopoly on food? I can't. Supposing you could only go and and buy food at a government store, oh. run by government employees, administered by government employees, how long do you think it would be before you starve to death? But this is but we have we have put the government in charge of something just as important as food, our health care. It's a government monopoly and we wonder why it's broken. Go ahead, John. Well, like I said last week on the show, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that no leader wants to step up and try and put the money into it because they won't see results until probably two and a half, three terms in, and they won't be around to see the results of that. I'm not even sure if it's money. I think hmm. there are so many changes. Look, look at look at the change that's been made. This this didn't cost the the Queensway Carlton any more money to simply have one one uh, paramedic, you know, to deal with two or three ambulances, that didn't take any money. Yeah. That just took a little bit of administrative genius. Okay? That's never made any sense to me. And we found ourselves in a situation over the weekend, I'm sure you're but, aware of this, where we were having to call in paramedics from Gananoque to look after emergencies in Ottawa, for crying out loud. But we have paramedics but sitting saying, in the hospital babysitting a patient. What I'm saying is, there's an example of, that wasn't money. That was just common sense. I mean, don't don't make you know four, five, six, eight, ten paramedics stand in the hallway for hours. It's insane. Have someone handle that, you know, a nurse or a volunteer. Well, you kind of, but a nurse or or another paramedic, which is what they finally they decides after twenty years took them twenty years to figure this out. Well, if they couldn't figure that out, think of all of the other things they haven't been able to figure out. Go ahead, John. Here's a thought: How about we put paramedic or nursing students and or nursing students in the hallways to look after the patients while the paramedics get back on the road and do their thing? Just a thought. Carolyn yep. says Canada has closed hospitals. So-called streamlining healthcare, ICU, and emergency room units are reduced in number to save money that the federal government hasn't put into the provinces. Hospital bed and rooms have been turned into offices. Shame on our administrators. A text at six one three four one three two two one seven. Lowell, it's not just in Ontario. I'm not sure if all the provinces, but I know Nova Scotia's emergency rooms had and probably still have patients in the hallways for hours. We are already paying extra uh, on our taxes for medical benefits if we make over a certain amount of money why can't they fix the capacity restrictions with this money because uh, i i've i've said this repeatedly this is not an ontario problem this is a canada-wide problem government run all of the hospitals in canada they dictate health care policy and by the way the amount of of transfer funds to the provinces it, th this is so it's in every province the entire the the entire healthcare system in this country is collapsing it's deteriorating 
It needs drastic modernization. This this is a healthcare system that was designed. Well, the Civic Hospital is over a hundred years old. This is a healthcare system that was designed originally about a hundred years old, and in many cases, the philosophy really has not changed all that much. Except there is a hell of a lot more administration. Go ahead. Uh, Deborah says, my friend had a hip replacement at the Duval Clinic in Montreal and paid for it. That clinic is private. Ray says, am I wrong in thinking that when the GST came in, it was supposed to be for health care? I don't, I, don't, I don't believe it was for health care. I, 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 I can't recall any, any, any debate ever, ever in, in any suggestion that we needed to improve health care in this country. I think we've always been led to believe that we had the world's best health care. We yeah. were always saying, oh, how much better our health care is than the United States, which is really hard to figure out when you see the number of Canadian politicians who head south. Uh, and <laughs> Good point. By the way, by the way I, I must say, I don't want to get into any detail, but I have to undergo um, surgery, a medical procedure on Friday. Now, the, the person, there's a, a broken lead in my pacemaker. This is, this is quite difficult. The surgeon that's coming in to do it, because he has to remove the, the broken lead with laser, he was trained for 18 months where? In the United States. Go ahead, please, John. Of course he was trained in the States. Peter says GST was brought in to reduce the debt of the country in 1993-1994. Murray backs that up, saying GST was to reduce the deficit. Uh, David says, who would want a Tesla in Canada? Software glitches made the hearing system not work when the car That's is not moving. The issue. That's not the issue. Okay. The issue is, the point that I'm trying to make, and I'm sorry if you didn't get it, is that I am free to spend $200,000 on a car, but I couldn't spend $2,000 to get a hip replacement. Go ahead. Uh, Jamie says, very sad, Lowell, that at the hospital they were not aware that you're one of the smartest people in the city. Uh, Peter says, according to one doctor on CP24, said Americans have different values than we do in Canada. Heard it myself. Mm-hmm. Yep, values called running healthcare like a business and freedom values. Mark says, COVID is a political virus. Oh, thanks, Mark. Joshua says, not fixing the hospital problem has caused the lockdowns, which has caused businesses to close and people to be out of work relying on the system for the support. It's a ripple effect. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. But this, the point I'm making here is this system existed long before the pandemic. Absolutely. Uh, Lori is on Facebook. She says, just heard this morning, don't have a heart attack. You could be on a waiting list. Wow, scary. Tony says, I'd rather pay as per the U.S. system for private health care. Jules the Dancer is on Twitch. Two to four years to get into neurosurgery in Ottawa. Laurentian View Terry says, you're dead on, Lowell. Cannot understand why private clinics cannot be included in the health care system. Uh, let me see. Smitherman and Butts have lots to answer for in this province. As a comment on Twitch, Lori adds, when I was in the general, I was told to go in the bed. There were no nurses to take me to the bathroom. I cried. So degrading. Let me, uh, let me um, just comment on Smitherman. The point I'm making with Smitherman is not that, I mean, he's a, just an ignorant, callous man. Okay, no question about it. But what I, the point I'm trying to make here is that he was a senior cabinet minister, and he was he he was saying that you know well I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this diaper for a day just to prove that these people out in long term care they don't need any more than one diaper a day. There was no there was no great public outcry about that. It was it was generally accepted by the population, and we returned Smitherman the next the next election. We returned him to office. That's the point I'm trying to make. I, it's, I'm trying to point out that the entire country really has not concentrated, and in many ways was callous, particularly when it comes to 
I'm sorry to say it, senior citizens. Go ahead. Uh, if we had a two-tier health care system, we would have better care. Private clinics would have a better, more efficient administration. We all know that our health, our provincial health care administration is by far more than half the cost of running it, says Craig. Uh, let me see. Chrissy, good day, Lowell. It took COVID to make our health care seem more bad than what it was before COVID. It all started with the long-term retirement homes, then went downhill. Now we are in a hole. We need our health officials to stand up now. Let me see. They need to follow the United States. Bring, report, pass off to medical resident, grab replacement gurney and supplies and leave. Uh, She also adds, we also close the Riverside to intake emergencies. It is now just a daycare surgery unit. Uh, Julie says the system is broken 100% and I'm not sure what the solution is, but is patients like you and me that have to suffer. Can I I just respond to that? Yes, sir, please do. I mean... We, we, we don't have to invent the wheel here. The, the health care system in the UK uh, is much more highly rated. The health care system in, uh, in Scandinavia is, is far superior to ours. There are aspects of the American system that are far superior. Otherwise, why would so many of our politicians and rich people go to the United States for treatment? So we, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We, we know the, the answers are out there. Uh, you know, as, as I say, as evidence of the incompetence and the, the inability to make any kind of a change is this whole business with the paramedics and the ambulances. 20 years it's taken them to figure out how to get more ambulances out on the road and not have them stand in hallways. 20 years it's taken them to figure that out. Go ahead, John. Uh, time to have an adult conversation about our health care system free of politics and union interference. Says Thank Colin. you. Thank you. Uh, Dean says the government is blaming the overwhelmed health care system on the unvaccinated, but this just but that is just deflection. This is a decades old problem caused by bureaucracy and incompetence. And says you. you're right on the mark, Lowell. I've been saying this for years. Our hospitals have been a mess for many, 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 many years. Very, very poor administration. Uh, two more comments left. Angela says there are a lot of procedures and policies that could be changed to run a lot more efficiently. And finally, last word to Peter says, look how much money the CEOs are making in the hospitals, but nurses are limited to hours because they don't have enough money to pay for more nurses and hours to cover the work. Thank you all, folks. Please do what you can. As citizens of a democracy... We have a responsibility, I believe a duty, to do whatever we can to improve our lives, to improve the world, to improve our country for our children and grandchildren. And, you know, at the very least, right along, I'm looking at letters to the editor. I still don't see anything there from any of you. Uh, Write write, or phone or text or whatever. I mean, it's so easy now just to to text your MPP or your MP. We need a national debate on health care. We, we, the system has got to be modernized, okay? And it may not just be money. It's It's got to be modern. It's got to be brought into the 21st century. Please, do your share. Let your MPs, let your MPPs, let your newspaper editors know this is a health care problem, not COVID. This is a health care problem, coast to coast. Thank you all. We'll be back. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.